Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Thanks for joining us for another AutoLine Daily. And there is big news coming out of Dearborn today. In an interview with the Associated Press yesterday, Alan Mulally announced he is not going to move to Microsoft and will stay put at Ford for the remainder of this year when he will retire. As many of you know, I predicted that Mulally would go to Microsoft after he started dodging questions about whether he was going. And I gotta tell you, I've never been so pleased about being wrong. It could well be that Microsoft told Mulally he is not their choice, but whatever the reasons, this is fantastic news for Ford and just in the nick of time because the Detroit Auto Show is right around the corner and Ford's press conferences, like with the new F-150 and the first public showing of the new Mustang, may have been drowned out about speculation over Mulally. You know, as most of the automotive community gears up for the Detroit Auto Show next week, the Consumer Electronics Show is already generating automotive headlines of its own this week. It's impressive to see how much of CES is devoted to automotive. And the big news that's come out of the show so far is the formation of what's called the Open Automotive Alliance. Four automakers, a software supplier and a hardware supplier, are joining forces to bring Google's Android platform into cars. General Motors, Honda, Audi, and Hyundai are the car companies, Google is the software supplier, and NVIDIA is the company making the graphic processor units to run it all. In case you have not heard of them, GPUs are the hot button in chip technology today. You've heard of CPUs, which are the central processors that crunch numbers. Well, GPUs are the processors that crunch graphics and NVIDIA is the leader in that field. On the face of it, the Open Automotive Alliance would seem to be about being able to seamlessly use Android devices in cars, but it goes deeper than that. This is really about developing the technology for connected cars, that is, cars that talk to each other electronically, or what's known as V2V, vehicle to vehicle, and what's called V2X, vehicle to infrastructure. And of course, all of that is one of the important building blocks for ultimately having autonomous cars. One more point, by using the Android platform, this is going to free up those automakers from having to develop their own proprietary software, which will save them a ton of time and money and free up resources that they can dedicate to other areas. And oh, by the way, the Alliance says, anyone else who wants to join should just give them a ring. As if it was bad enough that the NSA, eBay, Amazon, and seemingly everyone else is tracking our movements, now your car's nav system may be giving you away. A new report from the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, says that the major automakers are using navigation systems to keep information about where drivers have been. The location data is used for real-time traffic info or to help a driver locate a gas station or restaurant. But the report says that automakers don't have a uniform policy on how much data is collected or how long it's kept. In addition, owners have no way of requesting for that information to be destroyed. The car companies in the report say 
They don't share personally identifiable information or sell it to marketing companies. But the report points out companies use different safeguard measures which can affect risks to privacy and they need to specifically tell consumers how that data is used. Everyone knew it was only a matter of time before a Chinese automaker started selling cars in the United States. Now it looks like BYD could be the first. It says it'll start selling cars in the U.S. by the end of next year. Bloomberg reports the company plans to hit the American market with four models. A company spokeswoman says BYD plans to offer cars that compete in quality and innovation rather than just offering a cheap price. One of those cars is going to be a plug-in hybrid sedan called the Quinn, which sells for over $31,000 in China. We've talked a lot lately about Volkswagen's modular platform, but the German automaker is not the only one trying to revolutionize the production process. Gordon Murray Design has come up with a new way to design, develop, and manufacture vehicles, which it's calling iStream. And yeah, that's the same Gordon Murray of Formula One fame. At their core, these vehicles will be constructed from large diameter, thin wall steel tubing sections that are welded together and then bonded to low-cost composite sandwich panels. They also exceed current Euro NCAP regulations. And due to the fact that these vehicles would need less space and equipment to produce them, an iStream assembly plant would use 60% less energy to make a vehicle and would be 80% smaller than your typical automotive plant. You know, I'm not convinced as these guys claim that this is the greatest invention since Henry Ford's moving assembly line, but it's truly an innovative approach. Go check out their website. We got the link in today's show notes. Coming up next, a look at why this mangled oil filter may not be such a bad thing. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. In recent years, more and more engines are coming equipped with cartridge oil filters. But are they really better than the old school spin-on filter? Here's Sean McElroy with that report. Auto Line Garage is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. So have you ever had a spin-on oil filter like this that you felt like it was just welded to the engine and wouldn't come off? Well, after some swearing, they usually end up looking something like this mangled mess. But at least it came off, and all you had to do was go over to the part shelf and grab a new one. But what if something similar happens on a vehicle that uses a cartridge filter? Now these two filters are very similar, except the cartridge one doesn't have the metal housing and doesn't spin onto the engine. Rather, it's located inside its own housing. And that housing is usually made out of plastic and requires its own special tools like these to remove it. So rather than spinning the oil filter on by hand, you're now using a wrench and those sockets to put the housing back together, which can make it very easy to over tighten. And not to mention we're talking about a plastic housing located near the engine that's gonna go through a lot of heat cycles. And over time, it could make the plastic more brittle. So I've seen this happen a few times where the housing gets over tightened. And during removal, the top half broke and would no longer seal. So those customers were left waiting until the part came in, but at least most parts stores do keep them in stock. 
But I did hear of one person that was left waiting days to get theirs from the dealer. So you may be asking yourself, why do we even use these filters? Well, cartridge filters do have their advantages. They generate less waste, they can be easier to change because they're more likely located underneath the hood rather than underneath the car, and they allow for more efficient filtration because they can be located closer to a greater flow of oil. But I'm willing to bet as soon as anyone has a problem with one of these, like a broken housing, those advantages thrown right out the window and they're left wishing that they had one of these spin-on filters to begin with. And not to mention, even though cartridge filters use less material, they cost the same, if not more than the spin-on type. So I ask you engineers, do we even need these cartridge filters? For Autoline Garage, I'm Sean McElroy. Remember that all next week we'll be webcasting live from the Detroit Auto Show. On Monday and Tuesday we'll be covering the media days, thanks to our signature sponsor Chrysler, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Then on Wednesday and Thursday we'll be webcasting the second annual AutoLine Supplier Symposium, thanks to our signature sponsor Ford. Those shows start at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can watch them at our website, AutoLine.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.